The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Hi, I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZGO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to more know information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, on landmark in Kali for over 98 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by late Charles and Ada B. Lockman on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late Chief Pastor William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer, or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir, under the direction of Emilia Hahn, will sing the spirited and uplifting song entitled Assurance Melody. They will be ably accompanied by Eden Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. Yes, saints and friends, 
we have the blessed assurance that our Lord and Savior is always at our side. To the ups and downs, the good and the bad, the sunshine and the rain, He is there to lead us on to victory. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words on your screen.
first band under the directions of Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. We played a song entitled God's Wonderful People. It is a thrilling and invigorating experience to gather together with God's wonderful people. For the Lord assures us that where two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst. For where there is unity, there is victory and power. Soloist for today is Bohaku Carter, who will give the Lord all the praises and glory, singing the song, The Still Small Voice. During her background music will be Iris Locke on the piano, trusty associate pastor Edwin Sproat Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, and associate pastor Marvin Abing on the bass. The Lord's voice can be as loud as thunder. At other times, he whispers in a still, small voice. In order to hear the still, small voice, we must stop and listen. He's there to help us and answer our prayers as we fix our eyes on the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He wasn't in the man. 
wasn't in the earthquake or the fire. I long to know that he was there beside me. To hear his voice was my desire. A still small voice, the still small voice. In a still small voice The world around me spun into confusion I didn't know which way was up or down church choir will now perform the final number entitled Carry the Light. We praise and thank the Lord that Jesus is the light of the world. As the words to the song goes, the love of God is shining and it shatters the darkness. The Lord is my light and he show me the way. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words on your screen.
blessed to have Pune Heli Kapuni perform a solo on the auto hop entitled Nothing But the Blood. She be accompanied by Pastor, Head Pastor Billy Han Jr. on the piano. The blood of Jesus can wash away our sins and make our whole again. The Lord shed His blood on the cross of Calvary so that we all may have the promise of everlasting life. We'll lift His name to the highest for the supreme sacrifice He has given us. Associate Pastor Timothy Emilia Hahn 
Sr., will now sing the uplifting song, Jesus is Coming Soon. To the signs in the heaven above and the earth beneath, we see that the coming of the Lord is near, at hand. Now is the time to serve the Lord and accept Him as your personal Savior, Master and Lord. For today is the day of salvation, if you but hear His voice. At this time, it, it gives me great pleasure to dedicate this song to a dear sister in Christ, who is none other than Javet Kahawai of our Hilo Branch Church. May the Lord bless and keep you safe in the hollow of His hands. Have a wonderful and blessed Sunday. Trouble sometimes are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom will all hold in, now is at stake. Humbling your heart to God, saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians away. So many cold, losing their home of gold. Testing God's word is told, evil's above. When the signs come to pass, nearing the end at last, it will come very fast. Trumpets will sound. Jesus is. Trumpets will sound. 
shall rise, righteous feet in the skies, going where no one dies, heavenward Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming and from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneda Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter Aitin Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Lenny K. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espero in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espero in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services held every second Sunday of the month. You are all welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the tel telecast. Praise the Lord, everyone. One of the reasons I truly feel blessed is that I have the opportunity to share the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God with you, our TV congregation. Through this weekly telecast, man's human instincts causes him to embrace sin and shun the Lord's sacrifice and call to everlasting life through his salvation. It is my sincerest desire, desire that you will not fall heed to the Lord's commandments to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. I pray that as a result of the gospel message you will hear today entitled, Are You a Dreamer? You will move a step closer to Jesus. One night a man had a most particular dream. It was one of those dreams from which you awake with a great deal of relief 
He dreamed he was condemned and was eating his last meal. His family gathered around him and they were all very sad. It seems that he accidentally ran over a man and he died. He went into another room and tried to bring cheer to his family. He told them about his will, his insurance, and tried to set things in order. At that moment, the sheriff came. He had some handcuffs in his hand and he thought, that's silly. I'm not trying to get away. Right at that moment, he awoke and he was relieved as he lay there after the dream. The scripture, John 3, verse 18, came to his mind. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This verse tells that millions of people are condemned to die a much worse death than the one he dreamed about. So he asked the Lord to give him a message for his dream experience. He just wants to make it plain and clear. Not all dreams are of the Lord. God will give you a discerning spirit to determine whether the dream was of the Lord or not. For now, let's focus on Jacob's dream. He had left his home to escape the wrath of his brother Esau, whom he swindled. Therefore, Jacob was a cheater. On the first night out, he slept on the ground with a stone for his pillow. We read in Genesis 28, 12 to 14. And he dreamed and behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to the heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed, and thy seed shall be as a dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in these and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. When Jacob awoke, he made a promise to God that he would follow him and serve him. We find his vow in the 20 22nd verse. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in the way that I should go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I set for the pillar shall be God's house. And all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Thus, we see that he kept his vow and tied. And we became one of the wisest men. The latter is a type of communication between God and mankind. Jesus is situated at the top of the ladder. And the angels of God ascend and descend upon it, conveying entreaties and responses to and from the Son of Man. Listen to 1 Timothy 2.5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Joseph had two dreams, and each, in each of them, he saw himself exalted to a high place and above 
his many brothers. His dreams came true. We read in Genesis 37, verses 5 to 7. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood around about and made obeisance to my sheaf. Because of this dream, his brothers hated him. They asked, Shall thou reign over and have dominion over us? We read in the night to the 11 verses. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have a dreamed a dream more, and behold, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come down to bow down ourselves to thee on the earth? And his brethren envied him. But his father observed the saying, The life of Joseph is one of the clearest of all types of the Lord Jesus Christ. After much trouble and distress, he was lifted up to be the man next to the king of Egypt. And in this position, he saved his brothers and their families and told them in Genesis chapter 45, verse 7, And God sent me before you to preserve you, a posterity in the earth, and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Now we focus on Solomon's dream. He had just become king after David's death. And of course, he felt a particular sense of inadequacy in the dream. God appeared to him and asked him what he wanted God to give him. And in a marvelous spirit of humility, Solomon said, I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. Let us read his request in 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 9 to 12. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord, and Solomon had asked this thing, and God said unto him, Because thou hast this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but have asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there is none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. However, sad but true, God's promise for a long life to Solomon was conditional. Solomon did not fulfill the condition. He abandoned the Lord and died when he was not quite 60 years old. Solomon is a type of the believer today. A greater than Solomon, Jesus Christ, 
had abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. We read James, the first chapter and the fifth verse. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally, unbraided it not, and it shall be given him. How about the dream of Mary's husband, Joseph? Mary and Joseph were engaged to be married when Mary was found with the child of the Holy Ghost. She was going to bring God's son into the world. However, Joseph did not know this, and as we read in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 20, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together. She was found with a child of the Holy Ghost, that Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. In those days, anyone caught living in adultery was stoned to death. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, the son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Note the word of God emphatically states, save from their sins, not in their sins. Later in another dream, Joseph was told to take Mary and Jesus into Egypt, as we read in Matthew chapter 2, verse 13. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take thy young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt. And thou there, until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Still later in a dream, Joseph was told to return home, so as we read in the 19 and 20 verses. But when Herod was dead, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt saying, Arise, and take thy young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel. For they are dead which sought the young child's life. And when Jesus was brought before Pilate, Pilate's wife warned him, we read in Matthew 27, 19, when he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things in this day in a dream because of him. But Pilate did not take heed to that warning and bound Jesus over to be crucified. We read verses 24 and 25. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just persons. See ye to it. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. When Pilate washed his hands, it was a Hebrew custom signifying the desire to escape from guilt of an act, such as descriptive of the phrase, His blood be upon us and our children. We do not have the reason 
for the suffering of the Jewish people during the last 19 centuries. Think about it. Apostle Peter had two dreams which caused him to preach to Cornelius, a Roman centurion, was a Gentile. Gentiles were despised by the Jews who considered them an outcast away from God and not privileged to enjoy his blessings. However, Peter opened his mouth and said in Acts 10, verses 34 to 35, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth in and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. God looks at the heart, not at the outward appearance. God heard Cornelius' request in prayer as we read in the 31st verse. Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and shine arms our head in remembrance in the sight of God. He then instructed Cornelius to send for Peter. Peter preached in power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Read the 38th verse, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. The 43rd verse informs us, to him, Jesus, give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. While Peter spake, the Holy Ghost fell on them all that heard the word. Thus we see that the Gentiles in the house of Cornelius received the Holy Spirit immediately when they believed and spoke with tongues, just as the Jews on the day of Pentecost before they were baptized. There was a special reason for giving the Gentiles a sign of speaking tongues as a proof that they had received the Holy Ghost. To receive the same sign which was first given to the Jews was a proof to the Jews that God accepted the Gentiles just as he accepted the Jewish believers at Pentecost. However, the question arises, can the Holy Ghost save anyone? Let's go to God's word. Jesus said in Mark 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Therefore, we see that baptism is essential to salvation. Peter preached the gospel, the gentle, to the Gentiles, the same message he preached to the, on the day of Pentecost. We read Acts 10, verses 47 to 48. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water? That these should not be baptized, which has received the Holy Ghost as well as we. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, then prayed they him to tarry certain days. After all, the Holy Ghost will not save anyone, but the name of Jesus will. It was Jesus who shed his blood on the cross for the sins of the world, and only in the name of Jesus can one receive remission of sins. He is the only Savior 
for this lost and dying world. Listen to John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the seventh verse, it reads, Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Therefore, to enter into the kingdom of God, ye must be born of water and of the Spirit, not only of the Spirit. What does it mean to be born of the water? To be born of water is to be immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in an unknown tongue or language, which is the only verification of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It was baptism in the name of Jesus Christ without exception, as you read in Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why is the name of Jesus Christ so important, you ask? Acts 4.12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none under name, under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. It is a name which is above every name in heaven, under the earth and in the earth, and of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Have you taken on the name of Jesus? I implore you to do so. Listen to Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost dwelleth in Christ Jesus. Three manifestations, but one God. Paul saw a man in a dream from Macedonia saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. At one time, Paul was a great persecutor of those who worship this way. What way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. After Paul was converted to Christianity, he brought the gospel of the kingdom of God to Europe and became the greatest apostle of all time. There are many dreams recorded in the Bible. And by that, you can see that God spoke to the patriots and apostles in dreams and visions to confirm his word with signs following. Some say God revealed his will to man in dreams in those days. Why doesn't he do that today? God is still speaking in dreams and visions today to his chosen ones. Today we have the Bible and the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. God will reveal his will in this way. A man reads his Bible, and through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, he learns of God's will for his life. There are some things which we do not have to seek God's will through prayer or waiting on him, for they are already definitely revealed in God's word. The Bible tells us not to kill, steal, or commit adultery. We don't have to ask if these things are wrong or not. The answer is there in the Bible. One day I asked one of the saints if he should give his tie to the church and the Lord, and he said, I pray about it. But there's no need to pray about it, what God has told us directly to do. We just go ahead and do it. There are some things, however, 
that are not directly revealed in his word. And that's where the Holy Spirit does his work. We read in John, the 16th chapter, the 13th verse. How be it, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he shall show you all things to come. The great doctrines of the faith should be started by comparing one scripture, part of a scripture with another. They never contradict each other, but leads one into full understanding as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 to 10 and 13. But it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God had revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Today the whole world is guilty. We all help by killing a man. His name was Jesus Christ. How did we kill him? We killed him with our sins. If we had never sinned, God's heart would never have been broken. But our sins nailed Jesus to the cross. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous. No, not one. We are all filthy rags in the sight of God. And we need to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. We often hear the question, who killed Jesus Christ? We know that the Jewish leaders condemned him and cried out for his death. We know that Pilate officially turned him over to the soldiers. We know the soldiers carried out their orders and nailed him to the cross. But primarily, you and I are the real murderers, for by our sins, we sent him to the cross. A person commits a certain sin for the first time, and it accepts, accepts him so that he can hardly stand himself. He says, I never thought I could do such a thing. I'll never do it again. One should never say that, that he should say, help me to be an overcomer. After all, we are not perfect, and we are not yet boarding in heaven. Man is weak. So we see in a few days, the tempter comes again, and the man falls again. This time, he doesn't feel so badly about it. He keeps on sinning and has no compunction or conscience because of it. What makes a man a drunkard? Is it his first drink? If he had not been for that, he would never have become a drunkard. What makes a man an adulterer? It is his first impure act. What makes a man a thief? It is his first dishonest act. Oh, if we could all avoid that first sin, but there is hope for us when we have sinned. Listen to 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. My little children, these things I write unto you, 
that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, an advocate, one who pleads for you. If you have sinned, come to Jesus. Confess your sin. Turn away from it. He will plead for you in the court of heaven. And his pleas are always heard. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We should remember that David was a man after God's own heart. Yet he sinned by committing adultery with Bathsheba. But then he repented and was forgiven. A man ought to make a will and make provisions for the future of his family. A man who does not provide for his family is worse than an infidel. When the time for Hezekiah to die was at hand, the Lord sent him a message. Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. He heeded God's warning, and God added 15 years to his life. But more important than any material preparation we must make is our spiritual preparation. Prepare to meet thy God. Have you made that preparation? If you would like to know more about God's Word in the church and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hand. The church band will close today's telecast with the song, Baptized into the Body.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.